This episode of On The Record is brought to you by Weasler Engineering. Whether you need low power for occasional use or high power for the toughest jobs, Weasler's PTO drive shafts have you covered. To learn more or to find the right PTO for you, visit www.weasler.com. I'm Executive Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On The Record. Here's a look at what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. Before we get to today's headlines, I wanted to invite you to join us for Ag Equipment Intelligence's 2022 Executive Briefing on December 8th and 9th. To learn more about the virtual program and to register, visit www.agequipmentintelligence.com slash executive briefing. Case IH dealership group Titan Machinery reported strong results for its third quarter of fiscal year 2022. For the third quarter of fiscal 2022, revenue increased to $454 million compared to $360.9 million in the third quarter last year. Equipment sales were $329.8 million for the third quarter of fiscal 2022, up nearly 37% versus the same period last year. Part sales were $80.5 million for the third quarter, up about 5% versus the third quarter of last year. Revenue generated from service was up about 4% to $32 million for the third quarter. Mick Dobre, an analyst with Baird, said in a note to investors that fiscal year 2022 has seen a sharp increase in inventory turns. Management acknowledged that further increases in fiscal year 23 are unlikely, especially given fourth quarter exit rate of about three and a half times, with lean inventories and turns maxed out. He adds that the ability to drive top-line growth in fiscal year 2023 will be driven by OEM production rates rather than factors Titan can directly control. Titan CFO Mark Calvota said, given the tightness of supply, a lot of units are pre-sold and once they come in, they are going right out to a customer. Calvota also said Titan has made a lot of good inventory management improvements over the years. And that is helping our margins today, what we're achieving in equipment margins. So even coming into the stronger cycle, we had very healthy inventory conditions with aging of inventory being down and fresh inventory out there. This week's dealer on the move is RDO Equipment. The John Deere dealer group said that its three Australian dealership groups, RDO Equipment, Vermeer Australia, and Vanderfield will now be known as RDO Equipment. This action will bring together 29 branches and over 800 staff as one team focused on the success of its customers across the agriculture, construction, and forestry equipment sectors. Now here's Michaela Pockner with the latest from the Technology Corner. Thanks, Kim. Solictrack, a California-based company that manufactures 100% electric tractors, is reimagining the traditional tractor dealership model as it prepares to introduce new models in 2022. Solictrack currently offers electric tractors equivalent to 30 and 40 horsepower diesel machines, a 50 horsepower model, a hydrostatic tractor, and a tractor with a backhoe will be available next year along with a 70-horsepower equivalent narrow tractor for use in vineyards. 75-horsepower wide and 100-horsepower equivalent tractors are in the works for 2023. The tractors run on lithium-ion battery packs, which can power the machines for up to six hours. They also have a patented, exchangeable battery pack in place of the front weight to double the range. The tractors are currently manufactured and assembled in Santa Rosa, California. 
Benefits of these 100% electric machines include zero emissions, full torque at zero RPM, low maintenance, and five times the efficiency of diesel tractors. Manny Iyer, CEO of Solic Tracks, says the price averages 20 to 30% higher than traditional tractors, but the total cost of ownership is paid back in two years. Iyer says the company is using a hybrid sales model. It sells to dealers and direct-to-customers, but dealers still play an important role in those direct-to-customer sales. Solic Track may have a dealer send stock to a nearby customer who ordered directly, or if the dealer doesn't have stock, Solic Track will send the tractor directly to the customer while still compensating the local dealer. We are not following the traditional tractor model of putting hundreds of dealers across with a very limited area of coverage and competing with each other and dropping the margins and not being very profitable. We are not going to go that route. We will go the route of having fewer dealers with a large area of responsibility, so they have room to grow. And we have direct customer sales, which will fall under the dealership for service support. Uh, So thereby, dealer has got a wide area to grow their market. Uh, So that will sort of put maximum two to three dealers per state, having a wide area of responsibility and thereby having probably 100 dealers. Solitrack will begin recruiting dealers in January, focused first on California and the West Coast before expanding into other regions in North America. Iyer says the company is open to recruiting all kinds of dealerships to sell its tractors, from rural lifestyle to RV to car dealers. What's important to Iyer is that the dealership has a good standing in the market, good serviceability, and good business sense. To learn more about Iyer's business strategy and vision for the future of Solec Track, check out our extended coverage at agequipmentintelligence.com. That's it from today's Technology Corner. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Michaela. In the earnings call for its fiscal year 2021 earnings report, John Deere execs shared details of the recent UAW strike's financial impact on the company. Director of Investment Relations Josh Jefferson said, Over the six-year contract, the incremental cost will be between $250 million and $300 million pre-tax per year, with 80% of that impacting operating margins. He adds that Deere expects equipment operations for the coming first quarter to be unchanged year-over-year, as missing a few weeks plus of production will neutralize some of the benefits of ramping up the higher line rates in December and January. Jepson went on to say, all in, we expect first quarter margins to be mid to high single digits for the equipment operations, with those businesses that have been most affected by the delayed ratification to be below that average. Looking beyond the first quarter, though, we do expect margins for the rest of the year to be more favorable and incremental, more in line with historical averages. Stepping back and thinking about the full year impact on margins, we'd say it will be about one point lower as a result of a combination of work stoppage and some of the supply disruptions. When asked about the strike's impacts on planter deliveries, President of Production and Precision Ag, Corey Reed, said the company is confident about delivering planters, saying, Deere has a production plan that's commensurate with what our early order program is. He added that Deere has made sure it could surge components into its planting lines as people are coming back to work. Now here's Associate Research Editor Ben Thorpe with a Data and Trends update. Thanks, Kim. Positive outlook among dealers on used equipment revenue rose slightly in this year's Dealer Business Outlook and Trends report, but also saw an increase in negative forecasts. 
Some 49% of survey dealers forecast at least a 2% increase in used equipment revenue for next year, up slightly from 47% in last year's study. The percentage forecasting an 8% or more increase rose from 8.7% last year to 17.3%, the highest percentage recorded in the last five years. The percentage of dealers forecasting no change in revenue decreased for the second year in a row to 32%. A total of 19% of dealers forecast a decline in used equipment revenue for next year, with 7% forecasting a decline of 8% or more. By country, U.S. dealers were more optimistic about the future of used equipment revenue, with 52% expecting an increase of at least 2% versus 31% of Canadian dealers. Some 18% of U.S. dealers forecast an increase of 8% or more versus 15% of Canadian dealers. Another 34% of U.S. dealers forecast an increase of 2-7% to versus just 15% of Canadian dealers. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Ben. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lessetermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. <laughs>